0: Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative, biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, and thanks for joining me. This is Dr. Fred, another episode of Study, Grow, Know. You know, I've written a number of articles on the growing lack of discernment that's, I guess, occurring worldwide and not just within Christendom, but certainly there as well. And this has actually been with us for quite some time in modern life, but it seemed to become exceptional uh, and exceptionally pronounced during CV, COVID. People seemed to literally put their critical thinking, if they had it, on the back burner while they obeyed in lockstep what the government told us was best for us, in spite of the fact that we now know without question that much of what we were told were absolute lies. What makes the difference between someone who was able to see the problem then and those who couldn't and still can't? Well, anyway, the difficulty of a lack of discernment has been made worse by several things. And I'm not talking about biblical aspects of the current state of discernment or lack thereof, you know, God sending a strong delusion. I'm not necessarily referring to that. If I can narrow it down to one thing in particular that I think has caused people to set critical thinking aside... It would be technology, digital technology. Society has come to depend on it, live for it. Gone are the days when people went outside and enjoyed life and just, you know, did what they could to be part of life. Those days seem to be gone, even if they just went outside with another friend or just with their dog. Today, people are constantly connected to their phones. Their life includes that digital world, and without it, many seem lost, unable to really live life. So we have this picture of people walking around or sitting at the dinner table, bent over their phones, and that's a real issue. People have stopped talking to one another in real time, preferring instead to embrace the digital realm where it is nearly impossible to know what is true and what is false. Digital technology has literally handicapped the world. And here's a case in point. This morning, my wife went to see a heart specialist because she has dealt with, in the past, a condition known as Wolf-Parkinson-White, where specific nerves in the heart will set the heart beating quite rapidly. Now, if unchecked and left alone, it could cause major problems with the heart, including, but not limited to, a heart attack and death. So roughly 20 years ago, she had what they call an ablation completed that literally burned the specific nerve or nerves that caused the problem. She's been fine since. However, just recently, things started to go slightly haywire again because nerves do regenerate over time. And they they think that may be what's happening. So they're going to do more tests. Well, anyway, she went to her appointment this morning, expecting to see the heart specialist dealing with the electrical aspects of the heart, not the plumbing. And when she arrived, she was told that their computer system was down since Tuesday and they would have to reschedule. Well, I noticed that her copay went through our bank, even though she did not actually get to have her appointment. I called and talked to someone who said they would void the charge. And the person also explained that the part of the system that, was, that was, uh, was not doing its part was the part that notified specific doctors that they had an appointment at one of the branches with a patient. If they're not notified, they will simply remain at the hospital and not go to the office. So why wasn't my wife notified about the problem if it had been since Tuesday? Why did she have to drive all the way into the office to learn that they couldn't see her? Why was her copay charged? More importantly, why, for heaven's sakes, was the staff at the office not able to pick up a phone and actually dial the hospital where the doctor would be, page him, and alert him to my wife's appointment? Do you see the problem? I'm sure you do. In the race toward what they call efficiency, safety, convenience, whatever, Technology has displaced common sense and discernment. It is going the way of the dinosaur because we as a society have become severely dependent on digital technology. It does our thinking for us. And when there's a glitch, we cannot think beyond the glitch. It's like someone who was born and raised with dishwashers in the home. And when the dishwasher dies, they go, well, what do I do now? not realizing that you just wash the dishes manually because that's the way I was raised and probably the way you were raised. Now, that's a real simplistic example, but I think it works. This is merely one of the problems facing global society now. It's a fairly large problem, though, one that most people don't even see. The net has been cast And it is being drawn up around us. And most people are oblivious to it because they're mollified with the idea that things are easier, safer, and more convenient today because of technology. So that is simply not true. But it is how the power elite have set their trap. And that will be used to enslave all humanity. And by the time we arrived at Revelation 13... Where there's the mark of the beast, no one can buy or sell. It's going to be too late to do anything about it. We are getting closer and closer. Just read that Michigan is considering forcing people to use a GPS tracker in their cars. And depending on mileage used, the tax will be assessed. Drive more miles, pay more tax. Utah and other states are also considering. Why? Well, climate change. As I've stated, the next pandemic, quote-unquote, will be connected to the climate change hoax, most likely. Be ready for the climate change lockdowns, will you? Be on the alert. But lack of discernment continues in the realm of Christendom as well. More and more Christian leaders seem to be very questionable regarding their integrity. Here's just two people. Before anyone says, oh, we're all just human, we're all sinners. Well, okay, that's fine, and that's maybe true, but let's not use it as an excuse. Let's consider what these people say and do. Now, I'm not interested in judging them personally or their hearts. That's up to God. However, I believe I have every biblical reason in the world to shine the light of critical judgment on their actions and or words. We are allowed to do that, and we should do that. But in today's touchy-feely world, that's not necessarily allowed or encouraged. James Merritt is senior pastor of a mega church in Atlanta. In short, his son is gay, though James swears that his son Jonathan is not a practicing homosexual, even though there are some questions that remain unanswered about at least some of his relationships. Okay, be that as it may, James pushed one of his son's sermons on what used to be Twitter, now is simply called X. He came under fire for that. In fact, another minister at Merritt's own church questioned him about it. And that turned ugly real fast. Allegedly, Merritt put his forehead onto the forehead of the other minister, yelled at him repeatedly while jamming his index finger consistently, continually into that man's chest. That day, that pastor and another at the church both quit. The one pastor went to the doctor, and there were visible marks on his chest. The doctor offered to take photos of it for a police report assault but that pastor declined. Now, Merritt was a previous president of SBC, Southern Baptist Convention. And the more I read about some of these leaders in the SBC, the less I like the SBC. They don't know how to clean their own house because they're too concerned about being woke. And it's sickening, really. Merritt continues as senior pastor with barely a blip on the radar for past issues. And those issues, by the way, include alleged racial insults and, I guess, off-color jokes. You can read about it through the articles that I've got listed in the uh, transcript. Now, another person, which is actually kind of a bit shocking to me, but I guess I shouldn't be, I don't know, is Jeffrey Greider of Now the End Begins. News is circulating that he is not what he appears to be with a sordid history of sexual issues, theft, lack of payment of taxes, and more. There appears to be so much there, according to records and reports, that it's a wonder it's remained hidden for this long. And I've got links to that stuff, too. If all of these accusations against Greider are true, then he needs to set the record straight with a lawyer and say, Well, if they're not true, I can prove they're not. I'm going to sue for defamation. But it just seems to me that there's something there that is true and he can't really deny. There's so much there that's actually documented, including police records. It's impossible to ignore it. Certainly, we can and should pray for these people. But the reality is that it seems like there are way too many charlatans in pulpits today. Grider's organization is not a 501 C three official nonprofit, so when you give to him, there's no receipt that you can claim on your taxes. He says he doesn't play that shell game, you know, the 501 C three. But the IRS says he owes over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in back taxes, and they've placed a lien against his businesses. Now, all of these things, the lack of discernment, the problems with a growing number of Christian leaders, etc., all provide telltale clues that God's Word is coming to fruition, because this is what God's Word projects and prophesies for the last of the last days, which I believe we're in. People today, both inside and outside the church, are far more concerned with Racial reconciliation, embracing homosexuals, lesbians, and transgenders, and doing whatever they can to impoverish their congregations by not actually preaching God's Word, but preaching around it, using a scripture here or there as a springboard into brainwashing attendees rather than building them up, edifying them. Society is facing constant threats. If it's not a health pandemic, it's an entire island burning up. If it's not that, it's the growing threat of nuclear war. If it's not that, it's weird weather in an economy that appears to be moving quickly toward collapse. I'm talking about Americas. I'm talking about globally. Is climate change the next pandemic that the world will have to suffer through to get us to their end point? Same so. And even though we the people are far greater in number than the power elite who seem to be behind all of this, can we really overpower them? They have the digital technology they control the banks they control so much throughout the world that makes it i mean it makes it extremely difficult to come together as a large group to throw off their chains instead we are on the receiving end of whatever they throw at us in their attempts to corral all people into manageable groups of cattle to be branded controlled and even destroyed at their whim. This is where we are in society, and it's only going to worsen. I think I'm rapidly coming to the conclusion that there is no way society will survive what is being foisted upon it. It it can't happen, unless, of course, God intervenes. Unless, of course, this is not the time, and God will stall things until the time is there. But if things continue to progress as they are, society as it is, is not going to it's not going to survive this. It's not going to happen. Now, there may be small pockets here and there, but in truth, many to most are willing willing to follow a Pied Piper ideology that is being built to ensnare and imprison them, and they don't even see that. They don't see that it's being built. They don't see that they're being ensnared, and they don't see that the goal is to digitally imprison them. They don't sense its encroachment. They just simply don't see it. I hope and pray you're not one of them. I hope that you are one who seeks God and his word every day. The truth of his word is our light. It illuminates the darkness, not only in the world, but in our hearts. And that's what gives us the needed discernment. That's what gives us the ability to see. We must persevere in seeking him. It's not a once And done thing. It is an ongoing relationship that our pursuit will help it to grow so that we can know God more and live in a way that brings glory to Him. And with that, I will add, comes greater discernment. None of us are perfect, but what should separate the Christian from the world is that we should have the ability to understand that we are not perfect and, in knowing that, throw ourselves more on His grace. Every single day. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical conservative perspective.